If you have been attempting to avoid boredom like I have pretty much been doing my entire life, you do not want to miss this episode. I'm going to first define what boredom actually is and I'll argue my case why it really isn't a problem to be solved and I'll explain why we should actually embrace it and how it's beneficial to all of us. Here we go, episode number 54, a new take on an old problem. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, the podcast where thought work, emotional intelligence, and universal law come together to empower women to master their brain BS so they can get what they really want out of life. I am your host, Maureen Kapkis, a doctor of occupational therapy, a certified life coach, and an expert on brain BS. My mission is to inspire you to look within, push past your fears, and understand that you alone are responsible for everything you create in your life. So sit back, fasten your seatbelts, and let's get started on a journey of self-discovery that's going to lead you to where and who you truly want to be. Hello and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. It's Monday afternoon, it's nice and crispy and chilly out there, and there's blue skies and the snow is beautiful, and I'm so sick of winter already. I am tired of having to do the treadmill. So I did go outside this week a couple times to walk. Uh, I got to shovel, and it felt really good to get in touch with nature. I think it's really um, one of the toughest things in the Midwest during winter is not being able to be outside so much. So I'm going to try to do as much as I can to get out there and enjoy the season, even though I prefer when it's not snowy. I do believe that I'm going to purchase a pair of cross-country skis. Now, I only tried cross-country skiing one other time, and when I did, I literally was standing in one place and fell over. (laughs) I'm not very good at any sport that requires me to keep my balance, except paddleboarding. I'm really good at that. So I, I think that I could actually get good at it. told my husband yesterday, there's very few sports that I think I have the potential of being really good at, And um, I do believe that's one of them. So uh, that's what I got for you in terms of winter. The other thing that I'm going to talk about a little bit of brain BS or whatever you want to call it, just how I'm doing, is I'm on day number 24 of the alcohol experiment. And that has been really eye-opening. I did not realize how much we buffer and numb ourselves and cover up what's actually going on in our brains when we have drinks just on the weekends. It seems innocent enough, right? I mean, everybody in America is doing it. A lot of people are doing it way more than weekends. They're doing it every day. But the main point is it really isn't about how much you're having or how frequently. It's about why you're having it, what your relationship is with it, how you respond to yourself when you maybe don't show up the way you want to. So there's a lot to be uncovered and learned about yourself if you're willing to take a break And go within and like really study and make the habit your number one priority for a month. It's been life changing for me really and I've created all this momentum around it. But the one thing that I want to share that was surprising is I thought that doing this I would think you know I was so awesome and feel so empowered and I would be on top of the world and feeling so good about myself. But really what it does is it lets you really get in touch about what's going on in within you in your subconscious brain and what happens when you have to be still. And you can't rely on food and beverage 
and other things to help you with that unsettled feeling that you get when you're bored, when you actually have to sit in it and you have to just be with it and not make it a problem. I'm definitely resisting that a little bit. It's weird. I've been avoiding boredom my entire life, so it's so weird to be sitting with it. And as a result, I found some sadness coming up and I found myself crying and and really kind of getting a little down and feeling blue. And then I got into my head and was questioning, why am I feeling this way? What's wrong? What, what, what is happening here? I should be feeling better. I started judging the way I was feeling. I started making this big thing about it. And then so I decided to go meditate. And I had a wonderful meditation. It was a 37-minute meditation. And at the end of it, I realized what my problem was. I was in my head again. Thinking, 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 constantly thinking, trying to figure out something. And what I really needed to do was just go into my body, feel the emotions. So I had a really good cry. I released them and poof, I felt better. That's how it works. It's not about getting better right away because in order to program your subconscious the way you want it you have to first deprogram it to get rid of all those stored emotions that you've been squashing down for years in there while you've been buffering and relying on external rewards to help you feel better so I wanted to share that with you because in case any of you are doing the alcohol experiment or you decide to take a break from alcohol don't be surprised by all the uncomfortable emotions that come up but don't make them a huge problem either because we really don't have to do that we just need to learn how to deal, deal with them, be with them and not make them into a major problem and start turning like I did, you know, turning this whole detective thing and wasting all this brain energy on something I didn't really need to understand. I just needed to let go of. So that's it. That's what I have for you today in terms of my daily brain BS. Now I want to get to the episode, which I'm calling a new take on an old problem. And that's because I did an episode on boredom a long time ago. And I've learned since then. So I'm, I'm kind of doing an update on it. And um, I want to share with you what I've learned about boredom. So I'm going to present it in like four bullet points. And it's going to be boredom and why it's not a problem. The second one is benefits of processing uncomfortable emotions when we embrace boredom. And when we embrace boredom, we can access our inner GPS to find our true purpose. And then I'll bring it all together. So I want to start with the fact that, well, I believe it's not really a fact. It's a thought that boredom is not a problem. Clearly, boredom can be defined in a variety of ways and can be perceived differently by every human. When I looked it up for a previous blog post, excuse me, Basil, you are not going outside. Okay. Now, let's see how he responds with that. It's very cold outside, and he's been outside a lot. And I am the alpha dog, am I not? Okay, back to where we were. So when I looked it up for a previous blog post with boredom is, I came across a million definitions of how it can be defined. My take on it is that it's a little more complex than we've been led to believe, and more than just feeling like we have nothing to do. As I write this, it brings to mind childhood memories of complaining about being bored and my parents telling me they could find something for me to do. We've been conditioned to believe that boredom is a problem that can be solved by distractions. But before we get into that, let's define boredom for the sake of what we're talking about here. 
I'm going to use Annie Grace's definition because I like it and I think it applies to all of us. Boredom is an uncomfortable state of being where we simply don't know what to do with ourselves. I like this one because it's general and I think we can all relate to it. Okay, so let me begin by suggesting that boredom is not a problem at all. I say this as a person who's not totally, totally sold on this concept and currently working on making this my new mindset. FYI, when we're trying to teach somebody else something, it is something that we most likely need to be learning or reinforcing for ourselves. I mean, I've been relying on social media, shopping, working, alcohol, and food to keep me from, to help me avoid boredom for the majority of my life. So it is not that easy to reprogram my subconscious just like that. I intellectually know that there's many gifts in boredom from all my studying, but my brain is holding tight to the idea that it's problematic to experience this emotion. The reason for that is my brain has been rewarded over and over again with external hits of dopamine when I permit it to avoid being bored. Why the heck would it want to change? Brains like repetition and pleasure to make them feel safe and comfy. While the brain might not see the value of permitting boredom and wants to make that emotion a problem, our higher selves understand that habitual patterns just reinforce our desire for external rewards to make us feel better. Translated, that could look like a higher number on the scale, tighter clothes, lower number in the bank account, and or health issues related to our habits. We overlook that we have brains that are equipped to help us deal with all of our needs in life, including how to manage boredom. If we can just get still, not make it a problem, and not get distracted, our brain can do its job. When we stop avoiding boredom, our brains knock down all the barriers we have put up to rationalize our habits, and all those emotions we've been squashing down for years can come to the surface. This is what we call healing. Now, it does not always feel good, as I referred to earlier, but it is crucial that we reprogram the subconscious And the only way to do that is by digging up the stored emotions, feeling them, and then releasing them and letting them go. Boredom permits us to do that. So when we look at it that way, boredom is actually a solution way more than it is a problem. Okay, so let's get to the benefits of processing uncomfortable emotions and how we get that when we embrace boredom. Learning to process uncomfortable emotions, including urges, is probably the single most important skill we can acquire as humans with a brain. Think about it. Every single action we want to take in life or try to avoid taking is based on the feeling associated with it. If we can learn how to permit uncomfortable emotions to be there, not respond to them and not resist them or make them a problem, we would not avoid challenges because of the way they might make us feel. For example, I decided a couple years ago to take off a few pounds by doing intermittent fasting. This means I have a window of time where I eat and drink and then I fast for a long period of time, which you kind of center around when you're sleeping. For me, that means I stop eating by 8 p.m. at the latest and do not eat again until 10 a.m. the next morning. It also means no snacking, minimal flour and sugar, and eating two reasonably sized meals. This means there's a lot of time without distractions and many opportunities to experience urges. Not responding to the urges can create the emotion of what I might perceive to be boredom. No external rewards or dopamine hits for a minimum of 14-hour periods every day. 
looking back, mornings were by far the worst part of my new eating routine. And here's why. When I first started doing intermittent fasting, I had to give up these delicious cookies that I had every single morning with my coffee for years. Aussie Bites from Costco. Oh my God, I love those things. I still think about them sometimes. Not much though. It was so painful to give those up and the urge to have one with my coffee was intense. I did not realize it at the time, but I was resisting the urge instead of letting it be there, which made the cravings even worse. The point is, if I'm willing to fill anything and not make it a problem, I can do the hard things and not make them a big deal. If I just sit with the urge for the Aussie bite, breathe into it, and then wait for it to dissipate, it eventually does. Changing the way I thought about them and where I wanted to focus my thoughts led me to no longer desiring them. I decided to focus on liking the way I felt and looked as a result of intermittent fasting instead of missing the superficial pleasure of the cookie. I lost the weight and my clothes fit better because I was willing to feel uncomfortable feelings and experience boredom and not give in to the urges. If on the other hand, I chose to give in to the desire to eat the cookie because it permitted me to avoid an uncomfortable emotion, I would have intensified the desire and made it even harder to eliminate. I would also continue to eat the cookies, avoid intermittent fasting, and most likely gain weight, and my clothes would continue to be snug and uncomfortable. The result of that would rob me of my personal power, intensify the dependency for external rewards, and keep me from achieving or even attempting to achieve a challenging goal gain. My subconscious would be totally in charge, and that part of me that wanted to continue the habit would win. I want to point out something here that's not included in the blog post, but is um, important to point out that no matter what, whether you give in to the urge or not, you're going to experience discomfort. It's either the discomfort that comes with the personal growth and the empowerment of not responding to the urge, or it's because you did respond and you feel like shit in your clothes. Okay, so you get the idea. All right, I want to point out that if we can embrace our boredom and not make it a big deal, we can put up with all the emotions that come with trying to make changes and to evolve into the next best version of ourselves. This is a much better option than giving into our subconscious programming and continuing to participate in mindless habits that do not serve us. When we come to rely on food, beverage, shopping, gambling, or whatever for superficial pleasures and fun, our immediate reaction is going to be that we feel bored when we take them away. It is not going to feel good at first, and that's okay. We have to understand that boredom is our gateway to creating new relationships with old habits. We must be willing to experience it and not make it a problem if we want to grow, evolve, and and reprogram our subconscious. Okay, so my third point that I want to talk about is accessing our inner GPS to find our true purpose, our authentic self. With so many vices available to us 24-7, Instant gratification has become a way of life. There's always something to distract us from going within to figure out what our deepest desires are and how to make them happen. Why would we do something so daunting when we can reach for food and beverage or whatever and get a quick hit of dopamine and feel instant relief instead? This cycle we have created with our brain and external rewards becomes more and more powerful every time we give in to the urge to participate in that behavior. The more we become dependent on pleasures outside of ourselves, the less we go within to solve our problems. 
the less we go within ourselves, the less we understand our brains and how they are wired. Understanding how our brains are wired and learning how to manage them is our true purpose for being here. We can call it living consciously, choosing our thoughts on purpose, or being the observer of our brains. But we are here on this planet to decondition ourselves from what we were taught in childhood, to tap into our authentic selves and remember who we are. This process gets us in touch with our inner GPS so that we can cultivate a trusting relationship with our intuition, our higher self. But the only way we can do that is if we get quiet enough to hear it. When we bombard our brains with constant distractions, we are not able to sit still long enough to access our GPS. As a result, we continue to live our lives from our subconscious programming and that causes us years and years of needless suffering and staying stuck in old habits. What if instead of doing everything the same old, same old, we actually entertain the idea that boredom provides us with direction to our highest selves? If we believe that, we would not try to distract ourselves from it anymore. On the outside, that might look like losing a lot of weight, letting our livers recover from years of drinking, or watching that bank account grow and grow because we no longer spend all our money, and look to external words for our solutions. On the inside, that might look like self-love, peace of mind, and acceptance of whatever the present moment may be. No more rejecting reality as not being good enough. No more thinking boredom is happening to us and the worst thing ever. Instead, we would view boredom as happening for us and get curious about, the what, about what the lesson is that needs to be learned. Think how differently we would approach boredom in our lives if we no longer made it a problem. We would reconnect with our intuition, learn to trust, and totally live up to our potential in ways that would not be otherwise possible. So let's bring it all together now. Let's recap everything I said and kind of make, you know, like summarize it. There are many ways to define boredom, but for the purpose of this post, we're using Annie Grace's definition. Boredom is an uncomfortable state of being where we simply don't know what to do with ourselves. Now that we have defined it, the next step is to recognize that it is not a problem at all if we do not try to avoid it by giving our brains external rewards to distract us from it. If we can permit boredom to be there and not make it a problem, we can learn to process that emotion along with many other uncomfortable emotions. In that process, we reprogram our subconscious to create new relationships with old habits. An added benefit of processing all those emotions is that we learn going within us is the solution for us to feel better. It also enables us to access our inner GPS to find our true purpose for being here. That purpose is to learn how to manage our minds so that we can decondition, find our authentic selves, and remember who we are. If we do not embrace boredom, we will not get quiet enough in our brains to hear our intuition, and building a trusting relationship with our higher selves will not be possible. Now, if you feel like you've heard enough and you're ready to jump in and embrace boredom, Go to my website, www.thebrainbs.com and sign up for a free 60-minute consult to see how I can help you create new relationships with old habits. You might have one you want to work on or five. It doesn't matter because the process is the same, whatever the habit might be. Don't wait any longer and prolong needless suffering because you are being controlled by your subconscious mind. I know how to help you to feel better now. 
If you're not quite ready for that, join my private and free Facebook group called The Brain BS Group, where we dig deeper and I can answer all your questions about everything discussed in The Brain BS blog and podcast. So before I wrap up here, I just want to say that this alcohol experiment has been life-changing and is really changing the direction that I'm taking my business. And I really, really believe that we are capable of making changes that we just, we can't even imagine. We are sorely underestimating ourselves. We are settling. We are settling so bad. And it is time to stop because these changes, when you really work on your mindset and you really pay attention to your thoughts, it's not that hard to make changes. It's really not. I'm really not having a hard time at all with not having alcohol this month. I've really worked on reducing my desire for it. And when you do that, then you no longer have that compulsive need to participate in the habit. Now, my intention is to see if it really is possible to only have it on occasion and not have it be a problem. Because this goes directly against everything AA says. And I think it's something worth looking into. So that will be my next step. And then who knows from there? It might just be bye-bye alcohol. I don't need you anymore because I know how to feel my feelings. It's all an experiment and experiment is my word. It is my life for 2022. I'm trying it all and I'm not getting attached to any outcomes and I'm going to decide in the moment what's best for me and what's best for my brain and my body because I can trust my intuition to do that for me. So I hope you learned something valuable here this week and I will see you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to the Brain BS podcast, do a quick review, give me five stars and share it with everyone you know. If you want to dig a little deeper, you can join me in my private Facebook group, the Brain BS group, where I provide you with daily guidance and inspiration on how to manage your brain. If you've heard enough and you're ready to go all in with mastering your brain BS, you can sign up for a free consult at www.thebrainbs.com to see what it would be like to work with me and get all the details. Finally, if you don't remember anything else, remember this. The only thing standing between you and what you want is your brain BS.